Saturday morning. It's uh, Dave Sobel, New Radio Media, Real Estate Realities. I'm here with Nancy Phillips and Dylan Tanaka, my broadcasting partner. And um, boy, what a beautiful fall day. It's not fall yet, but <laughs> it feels like beautiful it. September day. Don't exactly, you think? yeah. Now it's time to rake the leaves in front of your house. So. Well, we're we're, uh, we're lucky enough to have Nancy in the studio with us. She's been out for a couple oh, yeah. shows. Thank Welcome you. back, Nancy. It's good, good to, to be back. Yeah. Good to see you. And we got some good stuff today. We're going to talk about uh, one of my favorite topics, landlording. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Emil's not with us today, um, so shout out to Emil. Hope he's Lake Michigan well. Credit Union. There you go, Lake Michigan Credit Union. And um, nothing, uh, nothing. You guys j- shout out for me when I'm not. Yes, uh, that means that you week. weren't watching. Every yeah. single Every, week. They correct. love you. At the end of the show. <laughs> right after they cut it. Yeah. <laughs> say, Nancy. Going, boy, we miss it. No, 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 no. We do, don't we? Shout. We yeah. always give you a shout out. Say, so we used to have a lady that came here. Yeah. No, well, you know. We always do. <laughs> yes. It's you know summer vacation. Now summer vacation's over, and now you're back. I so know. welcome I'm back. back. Yeah, I think I think it's at one point you were under the weather, and we even gave you a shout out. For you did, and I really appreciate it. And she was on site when you were in Iceland. And we she feel was, guilty. She was yeah. at See the um, guilt. She was at Ford Field. That's right. I was at so Ford she called Field. in live. That was cool. That was fun. It's been it's been a fast, quick, fun summer. Crazy yeah. summer. Yeah. Crazy summer. So now we're back, and we're going to get down to business. I'm even wearing a long sleeve shirt. I noticed that. Yeah, because yes. it's, it's not after Labor Day. <laughs> after right. Labor. It's know? time. Anyways, uh, you know, today's show really deals with landlording mm-hmm. and uh, investors, real estate investors dealing with investment property, but not flipping, not wholesaling, but, you know, who decide to be. Buy and hold. Right. And to be landlords. And, and that decision, you know, they think about it a little bit. And then they change their mind, and then they wholesale, and then they, they flip. <laughs> you know, I think, and then they come back. I, I yeah. started as a landlord in 2003, and mm-hmm. um, I found out that it's not always the truth that you're told by adults, even a lot older than you. So I made some mistakes there, and then I did get into more transactional, but I think I had around 31 rentals at one mm-hmm. point, single mm-hmm. family. And, and we Is were that talking, when your hair went gray? Yeah, uh, very early. <laughs> we were talking yesterday at breakfast about um, there was something funny about landlording we talked about. Which kind of brought us into today. I'm it's trying to remember what it was. Nothing funny about landlording. <laughs> no, Never. it's uh, you know, I think um, some of the stuff we'll talk about today is using yeah. um, professional ty- uh, management companies versus. Oh yeah, we were talking about that. Versus just being a one man or one girl show, mm-hmm. and uh, there, there's a lot of rules that you have to follow because the the tenants they have a lot of rights and <laughs> deservedly so. Yeah, he, he sounded a little disappointed. There. Right. <laughs> Tenants have rights. They have, yeah, yeah, they have a lot of rights, yeah. and uh, we don't want to overstep our bounds because we're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars into these investments, and right. it needs to be a win-win, just like a regular transaction. Now, I don't want to sound Absolutely. like a politician or anything, but there's good tenants mm-hmm. and there's bad tenants, but there's also good landlords and bad landlords. Sure, exactly. You know, and when you can get a good tenant and a good landlord together, those are usually the very long-lasting relationships that I always envy. Like you know, you'll have a. I, in my business, I have a client. They'll, you know, want to sell a property to their, let's say, tenant of, of 15 years. Sure. And I'm like, 15 years? How how amazing is that? I think I could, you know, when I was a landlord, and I admit freely, I do not like to be a landlord. I'd rather sell the property or hold the mortgage on the property. Um, but 17 years, 15 years. I think they were 17 years. That is a long relationship. Yeah. And but by the way, the tenant—I'm sure they're very nice—but they could have bought a home. Like, oh, of course, three times over. I encountered one last year. Uh, Twenty-two years, the tenant was wow. there. Wow, 
Wow. So place. it was he was the guy was ready to sell the landlord, but the the you know the, <laughs> the tenant didn't want to get rid of him. <laughs> right, the tenant didn't want to lose him. But they they're usually in in a long term relationship like that. It seems like the rents are a little bit low. Yeah, and uh, you know there's just so many different factors. There are a lot of variables in being a landlord, uh, and you have to weigh uh, obviously you have to weigh that. Um, but a lower market rate mm-hmm. is usually what keeps a tenant sure. around a long time. And then the, te- and the landlord will say, well, you know what? I'd rather have the lower rate, less headache. Absolutely. And I save on cost having to market, remarket, and actually place in, you know, replace a new tenant that may not work out. So that what, what do they say? The devil you know is better than one that you don't. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I know what it was at breakfast. Yeah. We talked about the tortoise and the hare. So oh, yeah. for, for the, the new budding real estate investors out there, everybody wants to buy and flip and HGTV or wholesale. They, hear, they go to, you know, a big... Get rich quick seminar from some national speaker, but the guys who have houses for thirty or forty years somehow become multimillionaires mm-hmm. because of them. And well, it's, it's the equity. It's I mean, not the sexy. Uh-huh. It's it's a lot of work. A lot, a lot of work. times in the middle. They call it passive income. Passive income. It's but definitely it's really not, not passive. passive. <laughs> no. Unless you hire a good management company, but it's going to take you you know a few more years to get there. Then. Yeah. Let, let's just put it this way: it's not a sexy business, and if it were HGTV, HGTV would right. actually have a show like called like the Landlord or right. Landlordist yes. or something. But they don't. No. And uh, they should actually. You know, the problem with that is that There's when you... There's a British show. Is there? There is. Of course, on, only you would know yeah. this. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of TV. Good day, mate. It's Australian. Right. And I think it is the landlordist. And it's, uh. you know, and it's all the horror stories. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really pretty good. Only in England could you do that again, just like right. only in France could you do certain things. But in the United States, if you in any way, shape, or form... Uh, you know, denigrate uh, uh, the name of a tenant. Sure, mm-hmm. you're going to have a libel suit or a slander suit. Well, so oh, I think with TV uh, reality shows, all that craziness nowadays, it's all about, especially in in business reality shows, it's fear and greed. And, uh-huh. and in America, we don't like to sell on fear, at least on TV, like an, an insurance. No, we just like to sell on crazy. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah. there's enough crazy to, to last. <laughs> it would be the longest running show out there uh-huh. is uh, Landlord and Tenanting. Right. Or, or landlording and Tenanting. So, um, well, I'll tell you what. Tell me briefly. I know, mm-hmm. what was your first nightmare as a landlord? Can you remember that? <sighs> Probably the first property I ever owned um, way over on the east side in Mount Clemens, Michigan, was a duplex. And I would go there and sit for hours to collect my money because I would have to come in the house. And, of course, they had a big dog. I was in my early 20s. Right. I didn't know any better. You were obviously very nice. And then I would get paid. you know. And then there was a, there was a tenant upstairs who, who probably, who knows what he was doing up there, but it was weird stuff. Yeah. And he was younger. So then he would, uh, he would take all, the, all this change and all, this, you know, all, all these dollars and he'd put them in a bag and he'd throw them down to me. And it, and it equaled the four or 500. <laughs> And then I would collect that, and I was so excited. Did you count the change on the sidewalk? (laughs) They had you well trained. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's the worst when they're. I mean, again, I don't want to be demeaning to tenants. No, no. When they have you well trained, that's the worst. I didn't know any better. I just Mm -hmm. I I needed to make the mortgage payment, you know. And then I would see that tenant Mm -hmm. around town. So that's why I'm not a good landlord. I don't want them to know me necessarily Mm -hmm. because for some reason I'm lucky enough. To, uh, to have that face that they don't forget, and then all of a sudden they're behind yeah. me at Starbucks. <laughs> and it's like, oh. oh no. really, they're, they're not paying their rent, but they're buying a $3 latte. Exactly. Right. That's right. interesting. You know, it's interesting also. I, I saw on like one of those you know Facebook pages, those mm-hmm. groups, there's a lot of groups uh, dealing with 
uh, investment properties. Sure. And somebody had said, would you rather, you know, would you rather let your tenant know that you're the actual owner of the property or that you're just like, quote, a management right. company hiding behind the name of a management company? I think we talked about this one point. Sure. What it, what, uh, you know, the comments were really interesting. A lot of people were like, no, let them know you own it. I mean, what is, you know, yeah. what's the harm in doing that? But some people want to seem bigger or larger. Yeah, no. I think it, it all depends. When I had, when you know, having 30, 40 rental properties mm-hmm. and trying to collect rent, which those were... they it's were a lot the, of change to count. It was a lot of, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. baggies of, of change that were dropped. But uh, this was before the foreclosure days, yeah. so things were a little bit better, and um, there wasn't this, uh, the PayPal and Zelly Pay and all this oh, crazy stuff. That's and, enough. Right? And uh, good landlords now get paid online right on their right. phone. Mm-hmm. But um, I would have them at least mail me checks. And, of course, we semi-hid behind the name of a company, uh, only because when they were a day late, you know, the seven-day notice went out. Right. We, we might talk about all that later, but mm-hmm. that's usually what gets them to answer if they don't want to answer the phone. And now with texting, nobody wants to talk to you when that's they right. owe you something oh, or, or even just a conversation. So then it's a text. So yeah. I think uh, I think hiding behind a company name, it depends on your personality. If you're a hard-charging type A and you're mm-hmm. going to bang on the door and shout at them, I think yeah. that's good. I think if you're a little bit more meek, and, and some passive real estate, passive landlords mm-hmm. are a little bit meeker, or they have a, a job at the big three, mm-hmm. and they don't have time to do it. Right. Yeah, I'm behind uh, you know, the name of a company. Or just hire a good management company if you can find one that's trustworthy. Right, right. I was, uh, I, when I left Texas, had a condominium. I was moving to California, and it was in a military town. There's kind of a flux like a university town, like, oh, the new kids start coming. Mm-hmm. Well, in June was when, you know, that's when you put your place on the market. Sure. So I did because I was given some advice. Oh, no, keep it for rental property. And, you know, I was. Student rentals, that's the hardest. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Well, you know, I was moving to California. I knew nothing about renting a property. Somebody um, was advised to have a management company because I was going to be so far away. It was probably about October that I realized I hadn't gotten any money. And I'm going, hmm, I should probably call on this. Well, so I called this management company. Numbers disconnected. <laughs> Nancy in, who? Yeah. Right. And they're I'm collecting in, the rent for I'm you. I'm in California. The home is in San Antonio, Texas. I'm like, well, what do I do now? So I did. I had to fly back to <laughs> Texas. I, I was going to make a joke like, oh, you got a ticket to fly back to <laughs> yeah. Texas. That's I, actually what you did, huh? I did. Wow. I flew back to Texas. Fortunately, you know, I was, you know, a military spouse, so I went immediately to the base and said, I'm not, I don't know who's in there. (laughs) So did you send, like, a whole brigade over there to get your rent? Well, I drove by the house. The grass was all Uh, grown up, and, you know, but somebody was living there, uh and, you know, they said, well... We'll take care of it. I'm like, yeah, I heard that. I right. can't. I'm not flying back. Right. Well, a th- that's a great segue today right. in, in our business, uh, just in business, because of social media. And David and I were talking about social survey, and mm-hmm. he's got a ton of reviews on, on a bunch of his sites and, yes, and different does. different places Thank you can you. look All up right. Mr. Sobel, the genius, and um, <laughs> and proven resource. I had to get it in before I forget. That's very uh, kind of you. But we were just talking about it, mm-hmm. and... You know, Nancy can call myself or, or David, somebody else who's been in real estate a long time. She's going to move out of town and say, who should I hire for a management company? But now you can put that management company's name in, in Google. Hopefully they have a website. And you can see a ton of reviews. Right. They should have some reviews. 
And you can almost vet them a little bit that way because, as we said, people are kind of crazy. So they'll put the truth on there if something's bad. Oh, and it's yeah. really hard to get them to tell the truth if something went right. It's right. a lot of work for us sure. to do that. Yeah, I will tell you, I just want to go back to you, – you made a great point. But at the same time, I want to go back to what you're saying. That was your one unit and you went to rent it. The single you know, rental owner, mm-hmm. uh, that is the number one prospect for real estate investors like Dylan. Sure. They, you know, out of town. Yes. They're out of town investors. They've only got one. They really weren't investing. They were moving out uh, when the Accidental market, landlord. That's right. Accidental landlord. That's what it was. And, or I call it the reluctant landlord. Uh, the reluctant landlord is somebody, um, especially after the Great Recession, who, sure. you know, had to move or, you know, for a job or whatever. Oops. And they also couldn't sell the home. They had to market their home, uh, you know, to this rent. What I tell my sellers is better to be stuck with a house than a spouse you're unhappy with. And I can help you get rid of the house. (laughs) But I can't help you get rid of the spouse. You have all these little jingles. Do do you set them to music? Let me write that down. I'll get some commercials going. Okay, you should. That's very funny. But it's true. But uh, those are the, you know, for me, those are uh, probably have maybe two two clients a month that Mm -hmm. will call in for stuff like that. It's, It's less frequent now. Uh, it's really difficult to, to manage anything from, right. from far away. It's, it's easier than enough. it's ever been, right? but it's still really hard because you have to know who you're working with. You know, and, and it's even if you're an expert landlord with you know, numerous properties, it's a job. Oh. See, you know, Carlton Sheet, you know, with the little checklist, sure. all, these, you know, all these little um, infomercials that right. tell you how to be, you know, earn passive income. There's no such thing as passive income. Everything must be worked. Sure. You know, if you're going to excel and succeed in the business, you have to be involved in the business. Unless you own a toll booth, and then you have managers who manage the managers who manage the managers. So yeah. someone is still operationally involved. Yeah, you're still responsible. Yeah. In the end, you're still responsible for the potholes. Right. So, anyways, um, let's talk about real briefly, uh, because I know we're going to go to break shortly. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, like a, a trick, I, I think our, our, um, our uh, tagline today was tricks, trials, and tribulations Right. in uh, being a landlord. Um, what's a trick? A good trick. Have. Good trick for a landlord. How about a good uh, trick also for a tenant? I think, think a, a good trick for for a landlord is, to me, it was always important that they had some source of income, uh, depending on on the price range. I mean, the tenant having the tenant a source having, of income. Having a source of income. Yeah, that, I think that would be a good start. That, that we can well that you can prove. I I know landlords and land ladies who will take the first person who comes with that fifteen hundred dollars and eight hundred a month well, or whatever the that number. That doesn't is. last long, does it? No. So uh, I I always was you know was hoping that they were going to have a job or maybe they could have had some kind of government assistance. Which, like Section Eight. Section Eight. They could be SSI. They mm-hmm. uh, they could be retired and still have yeah, income. That's a source of income. Right. It is a source of income. And then if they a job i would call the call their employer and we as employers are not supposed to say anything disparaging about it an employee or a past employee however with a little coaxing you can always say well you know would you hire this guy back or would you rent to them and if they were really rude sometimes that employer would say i'd be careful themselves good to know Mm -hmm. um so i think that's a trick is is uh whether it's someone in your office or yourself calling and and vetting the information on the Mm -hmm. actual application and then the same thing for um, for a tenant. You can put down fake numbers for your employer, and pretend that uh, pretend right. that you, you have That's an employer. That's a trick, right? Right. But you know, again, we always talk about the truth. The truth always prevails. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they're a bad guy, they're going to come up from water for water, or I'm mean, from water for air eventually. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's really a trick, but I think vetting your tenants. You can run credit reports now. There's so many different websites right. to do that. There's still no website that has a list of bad tenants. Right. 
because again that that slander yeah it's disparaging yeah, right and, and things haven't been you know i always and years ago i used to represent a, a, a client who had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of units and the stuff that i would hear i always thought gosh it would be a great product oh, or program sure. that you could use and you know by the same token there should be a list of bad landlords right what, what, but they they do have a list actually the city will publish a list of, sure. of landlords who violated you know code. It, yeah, you just you do a FOIA request right so but, that that landlord david to put mm-hmm. you on the spot what what right. would you say that i'm not giving you his name no <laughs> what what's the one thing you you may have learned from him over all those years if you were just going to be well, a, a regular landlord a trick i mean yeah. you know I, I hate to call it a trick but things that make life easier yeah. um not that landlord per se, but one guy who I dealt with for many years had I, I thought was one of the smartest little moves ever. And this is when I actually owned uh, quite a few properties and did not want to be a landlord, but because of the market, sure. I was a reluctant landlord. Um, and that was he'd look at the application, he'd leave the applications uh, for the rentals in a in like a box at the house where he was leasing. Mm-hmm. And he'd tell the tenants or prospective tenants, you know, between these hours, you can go and pick up an application. And then he would seriously park down the street. Now, he owned like probably 30 to 40 units. Sure. He was retired, semi-retired. And that's how he would kind of, he would see them pull up. Now, I find that, you know, in today's world, and he's much older now, you know, that opens up for certain things like you're not supposed to discriminate based on race, sex, national origin, creed, color, religion, or marital status. Right. Um, it's against the law. Right. But I believe that, you know, you look and you see who's pulling up. You can get an idea of who you're You're trying to say it's a smell test. But, uh, you know, I think he did that for quite a while and he could see who, you know, who was coming out of the car. Like a great example we had was one person would uh, fill out the application and they'd say, oh, no, there's only two of us. Meanwhile, he saw that they pulled in. With, three with a minivan with right. like 10 people right. on it. Which is right? okay. You like just have to tell the truth on That's the application. Right. And they didn't. Right. Uh, before we leave, another one was he'd go and see what their former residence looked like, where they were renting Great before. Great idea. And a little bit of work. Yeah. A little bit of legwork. How well maintained it sure. was. And then he could figure out, well, these people are not going right. to take care of my home. Anyway, so you know, when we come back, we're going to talk about trials and tribulations of being a landlord, also being a tenant. Uh, this is Dave Sobel, New Radio Media, Real Estate Realities. <laughs> And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. 
We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service. And we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. Do you want to see things like this? Did you just say you died? <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We need to have a talk. <laughs> I take my axe and I smash it. No! <laughs> and check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous tricks. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Oh. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. Folks, we're back with New Radio Media, Real Estate Realities, Nancy Phillips, the genius David Sobel, and myself, Dylan Tanaka, and uh, we're talking about tips, tribulations, tricks, all the craziness with leases, mostly in residential, but I think we'll yeah. touch on commercial when, when our good friend Floyd stops back. Should he call? And um, I think we were talking over the break about uh, what happens generally. I guess we'll, we'll talk about the legal side, David. Mm -hmm. I've, I've owned multiple properties and had lots of great tenants who I love and yeah. still cherish. Uh -huh. And when they call and they want something fixed, what should my answer be? Well, first of all, are they paying you in quarters or dollars? <laughs> <laughs> dollars, no. Okay, okay. You know, um, repairs are... If you love are... and cherish them, you do it out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah, that too. That's, you know what? I'm the that's about rela It's all about relationships. In fact, sure. the, mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting. The law in Michigan uh, is titled for landlords and tenants. It's actually called the Michigan Landlord-Tenant Relationship Act. Yeah. So oh. it really is all about having good relationship with your... I've done repairs for, um, for owners uh -huh. when I sold a home to them. Mm -hmm. I had a, a younger lady, and she had a bunch of ice dams, which just means that her gutters weren't cleaned. Mm -hmm. And they called me and told me that the house was incorrect, and I didn't build it right, and this and that. So we had, went out there and fixed it. That's good. It's good, you know, cost me a, few, a couple few bucks, and little it's good PR. for my name. Right. Yeah, a little PR. The agent loved me, so... Yeah. well. You know, uh, repairs are always, like, one of the stickiest things. Lately, sure. uh, you know, we'll get calls in the office. You know, mold. I have mold. I want to move out. Mold, right. mold, mold. Well, every house in Michigan, if you're in real estate, uh, that you already know this, every house in Michigan has mold, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. It's in the air. And uh, it's can't really – it's very difficult to even bring that up as a defense for not paying sure. rent. Um, you'll have to go get mold tests. It will cost you more to get a mold test, et cetera, as a tenant than it would just to pay your rent. Sure. Uh, if it really is that bad and you can prove it, then you shouldn't be in the home and you should move instead of just withholding rent. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to repairs in general, uh, I always say, what does the lease provision uh, specify? Mm -hmm. Now, perfect. Um, Goes you, back to the lease. It's always, mm -hmm. it's always in the contract. Uh, you know, I'm always busy. Uh, I'm busy every day dealing with contracts in real estate. Real estate's all about contracts, right? You have to get a lot of work done by 11 to be able to leave the office every day. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> i got to get to the gym. No, but, but I will share and with he you. he says that a lot. Yeah. But with a lease, you know, or any contract, how did you write the contract? So there's a lot of landlords who just take, you know, download a contract or a lease. They have not even 
reviewed it. So the first thing I'll share with prospective landlords and even seasoned landlords, read your lease. Just like the tenant, read your lease. Know you, what it is you that should you're know buying. It, I think as a landlord, you should, should know your lease absolutely by heart. That's right. And whether it's every 365 days, which you know David as an attorney may say that, but you should have it looked at at least every couple of years. Right. Most least. people build, you know, uh, experienced landlords because of just life in general and being a landlord. Uh, there will be stuff that comes up. So the next lease that you do, in. you add it, yeah. right? And you have an attorney do that. But I will go back to just repairs. Normally, um, the landlord is responsible for repairs, okay? And they have to make repairs within a reasonable time based on a reasonable notice from a tenant. Mm -hmm. However, you can offset. I mean, the, the repairs have to be reasonable unto themselves, right? Uh, that's generally what the law is. However, you can basically... Uh, or lack of a better word, reduce your risk as a landlord and just have the tenant. You can put in a provision that says, look, as a landlord, I'm happy to do these repairs. Sure. Except you are responsible for the first, you know, X amount of dollars of the, the cost of those right. repairs. So toilets are a big issue. You know, people, feminine hygiene products down a toilet uh, are always a big complaint by yeah, landlords, plumbing right? Plumbing lines. Plumbing. It's a big deal right That's now. That's right. So what happens? You put in the lease a provision that says, you know, we're going to repair whatever it is. Give us the notice. Uh, within you know 24 hours, we'll be out there. Except, you're responsible for the first 100, 125 dollars of that sure. repair. Now, what happens is it, it creates uh, a tenant's vested interest and in whether or not they want that item to be uh, repaired. More importantly, it it forces the tenant to take better care of their home. Hopefully, right. Hopefully. That's what you hope. So, there are two things can happen. Normally. Uh, I believe that the tenant will take better care of the house because they want to make sure they're not going to be on the hook for 125 bucks or whatever sure. it is that they got to contribute. And you, you typically will have a, um, a security deposit. We can touch a little bit on that it's, later. It, security deposits, uh, like seriously, a whole week of, of conversation, right. right? And there's a lot of Let laws. Let right. interrupt and sure. ask you, mm -hmm. as landlords, um, when you are signing a lease with your tenant, particularly with electronic mail and stuff, mm -hmm. do you – Go over these points when before your tenant signs. I think release? a good a, a good land. Right. Well, what do you think, Dan? You know, Dylan, go ahead. I um I, I go His over. No, I think no. I think I go over everything verbally with them on the phone, mm -hmm. and then when it comes time to sit down, we go through it again. I know my my leases and I know my purchase agreements literally, almost by heart. Right. Because if someone asks a question, whether it's David who taught me or someone, you know, an attorney I met 20 years ago, I need to know what that means. And I'm a real estate broker, so I'm, I'm one, you know, one level above civilians out there understanding Ooh. real estate contracts. Oh, yes. One yeah. notch. Right. Because I need to be able to explain that. And, I, and I need to know lawfully how to act because I don't want to end up in court on, on the wrong side of the judge's gavel right. because right. I was lazy. So I, I think to be, you want to be as transparent as possible. I think it's always about good communication. Yeah. And um, I, my comment, because gosh knows I see so many bizarre things that come <laughs> up, like, did you read your lease? Yes. You know, didn't you know that? And that's not only to the tenant, that's also to the landlord. Like, didn't you know that you're not supposed to withhold this uh, within so many days? Otherwise, sure. you could be penalized right. by the law. But getting back to repairs real briefly, um, when we talk about contribution, tenant contribution towards repairs, it also can have a boomerang effect or just a, a negative effect where the tenant says, well, you know what? I'm just not going to call my landlord. I'm not going to even do the repair. I'm not going to never tell him about the problem because right. I don't want to pay what for it. What about walkthroughs? Right. right. So there's issues with regards to that. I think most tenants want a nice – like anybody – I don't want to get political. Everybody wants a safe place for themselves and for their children. Sure. A secure, good place to live. Okay. 
and they're entitled to it. Uh, it's just what you can afford, mm -hmm. okay? But when it comes to repairs, it's one of the number one issues that you know is cause for consternation between tenants and landlords. So that's one of the provisions I put in the lease is make the tenant contribute. But as a landlord, you better be responsive. And oh, if sure. you can't, like if you're an out-of-state landlord, it's very hard. Then you get a management company. Uh, it's easier to have a management company when you own several properties. Right. And uh, going back to something I've talked about quite often on the show is if you're going to be an investor, don't be Oprah Winfrey and own homes all over the state of Michigan. I did right. that once. You know, Oprah Winfrey owns homes all over the yes. world. I was the Oprah Winfrey of Michigan. I had homes in places you never even heard right. of. Okay, it's very hard to maintain that. So get a management company in a specific area dealing with the properties that you've owned in a specific area that you don't have to go all over the world for. Yeah, I think. Does it make it easier for you, too? Like, I know you're basically an east side guy. Yeah. Does it make it easier for you? You like your knowing your <clears throat> contracts. You really know the area. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been around long enough where I, I work the whole Tri County area yeah. typically. Um, but if I was going to hire someone for uh, you know one section of the Tri County area, I'm probably not going to hire a management company that's 25 miles away mm -hmm. because I just don't think they'll have you know the the as I call it the disgusting part about real estate is it's physical, it's boots on the ground, and at mm -hmm. some point you need some man or woman in there to fix stuff if mm -hmm. you're going to own it. Right. So right. they need to have handy men. They need to have licensed uh, contractors and specialists. That's a very sexist statement. And I the, actually had a handy woman for years. There you she go. could fix better than anybody. I believe she it. Did. That's why. Yeah. That's why I call it. Sex. She was phenomenal. My husband learned quite a bit from her, yeah. actually. But uh, we won't say her name. Uh, <laughs> a shout out. If I hope you're doing well out there. Yes. And uh, you are. but getting you know talking about regional areas mm -hmm. as a landlord, you're highly regulated by the municipality. Sure. So not only do you need to know your lease. You better oh. know your municipal code and what your you know building enforcement, uh, code enforcement, sure. what they expect from you. Because all it takes is one call from a tenant to uh. the city, and it can ruin your whole business. F forever. Yeah. I still have trouble in cities um, where there was a misunderstanding, and, and I wasn't on the wrong side of anything. But they still see not. my face, and they go, hmm. I remember that guy. Right. You know, it can happen. Yeah. And and we have friends who do business in, in certain cities. And I think, again, you know, I, I should have finished uh, school and became an attorney because I would like to fight the city sometimes for these people. But you I think always they pay me to take care of it. I just think yeah. they overstep their, their bounds. <laughs> and w sometimes when someone like David hears the story, they're like, if this is true, they shouldn't be able to do this. However, mm -hmm. we're we're fighting, you know, on, on their playground. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. unless you want to go the whole way. Then just comply. Yeah, you know it's Even sometimes right. cheaper to comply. Yeah, and 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 actually because you're going to want to do business again in another matter, and and in that city, what happens say, then? You got to be real careful. You have to be careful. Yeah. I, I know someone who who won a, a case in appeals court mm -hmm. against uh, a couple different uh, either counties or cities up north, and mm -hmm. they won. You they know, took it all the way. This goes back to again that whole Carlton Sheets. For people who don't know who Carlton Sheets was, <laughs> in this, I don't know. He should have. He know. should be a multi-gazillionaire by now. But he was one of the first infomercial investors. Sure, and he would walk around a house and look at the house like he'd say you can be an investor too and he'd have a little notepad and he'd have, you know look at the gutter and see mm -hmm. that the gutter you know walking around the house was a little off and he'd see him put a little check mark and the whole it was an infomercial on how to buy property with no money down yeah. and it is not that easy no there's so many things that you have to juggle the relationships that you have to have with the city with your tenants with your contractors to make sure work gets done nothing was worse i mean again I don't, I don't have any uh, tenants now, uh, but nothing was worse than when I'd have a house in Brighton, and I'm here in, let's say, Farmington Hills, mm -hmm. 
And I get a tenant screaming, oh, my God, I got a leak. It's like a river, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. You know, coming from the, from the um, what you call, from the kitchen sink. Sure, sure. So, you know, or you the have up, to fix that within 24 hours. bathroom. Mm -hmm. And uh, before the days of Facebook and the Internet, now you can make posts. I, that's the one thing I'll say. I don't really utilize that, but they could, uh, oh, you know, we're going to go to commercial. We're having so much fun. Go ahead, right. take it out. Well, so we'll talk about that uh, in the next uh, segment. But this is New Radio Media, Real Estate Realities. We'll see you in a flash. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. All right, so I was so rudely cut off by the uh, commercial there uh, over the break. But, um, you know, I, we were just talking about making sure that repairs are done quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, in today's day and age, you really don't have an excuse. It's a lot easier to find handymen. Whether they're good or not, you have to vet I them, I think it's harder to find contractors. And Well, right, because it's busy. But, right. I mean, at least you, you can't. You don't just have to go to the yellow pages. You no. can find someone with emergency service um, and probably pay an arm and a leg. But you could get that and leak check stopped. And also those Google reviews. reviews. Oh, that's, yeah, that's big time. Huge. So did we want to talk about uh, rent-to-own first, or did we want to go back to... Yeah, well, I mean, we can talk about okay. you know lease options and stuff right. like that. That's uh, really big. That's a big thing with real estate investors. Sure. That, you know, but uh, I'm there's a lot of pitfalls with that. Right. And I, we mentioned it at one point on the air at one one time. I think we did. You know, when you okay, good. So yeah. that's episode you know two two. Back in episode two. <laughs> no, um, you know, lease options. Uh, people love to think that they can tie people into a property mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, with the option, you're charging the tenant uh, who's 
living kind of on what we call hopium. They're hoping to buy the house. And so you give them a deal and you say, hey, you know, you can buy this home for, you know, $100,000. And what you can do, you can reserve that price. You give me, let's say, $2,500, $3,000. That's on average the option price. And so long as your time. That's really light. Uh, you know, I was nice, I no, guess. I but a lot of people, you know. A wing and a prayer, three grand this on a hundred grand house, they're happy. No, you're just holding on to it, right. and then this gives them the opportunity to buy the home at a future time. So that three thousand dollars is, you know, you can the seller or the landlord can basically then hold that money. They don't even have to put it anywhere. They can. Right. They've earned it. That option has been earned. Uh, so that's that's income. Uh, but here's the thing: um, a lot of people don't succeed on a on a lease option. And there's a lot of problems when it comes to accounting for mm -hmm. how money is allocated. Uh, so much money, monthly rental payment goes towards the rent, and the balance goes towards, let's say, the option. Right, I mean, the you option do so many price different or a down payment right. that's building. There's a lot of confusion. It can create a lot of confusion. Here's the thing. I've learned over the past at least 10 years, especially because of the Great Recession, and I think this is the right decision for most judges, but when I have a client who walks in and is trying to evict a tenant, and there's a lease option that was on that property, there's an equitable interest that that tenant has in that property, even if they haven't satisfied the terms of the option, mm -hmm. okay? Such as if you pay your rent on time, you get to buy the home in three years for $100,000, sure. and they've already paid the $3,000 for the option. The courts are looking at that, that as an equitable interest, and uh, there are certain federal laws now, Dodd-Frank, uh, that kind of weigh in on this where, well, if you gave them a lease option, you took three to $5,000, you're saying people sure. have taken 10. I know there's oh, a lot yeah. of different things, a lot of, you know, things that you can negotiate. Did you verify that these people had the ability to repay? All of a sudden, the level of responsibility that that landlord has just to a tenant Ugh, goes because way up. you don't have to verify. That you, Dylan, you just said it earlier. I, you know, you used to not even verify that people right. were, you know, working. During the foreclosure days, we were happy. I mean, you lived through it. Yeah. It, any type of income. Well, and we can get to another just... topic there, you know, whether or not you, we'll, we'll get to it in a minute, but getting back to this, um, the judges want to see, did you verify the income? Sure. You can use it as a defense. Now, I've also represented tenants against landlords, and let me tell you, I can drag on a case for oh, at least two yeah. to three years. I'm good at it. So if you're a landlord and you abuse my client who's a tenant, you know, and you're, there's no conflict of interest, I'm going to make you pay. Yeah, you, you really have to and talk to attorneys threat. about this. We were just yeah, at RIA last week. I didn't mean that to be a threat, but no, it is, it's you, you have to, real estate reality. Right, so so if I own a property or any landlord out there owns a property, it's a, it's a giant asset for most people. Again, yeah. one of the biggest purchases they're ever going to make, even if it's a rental property and not their homestead. Mm. And if they don't want to spend 500 or or 1000 bucks to get things straightened out once or twice, you know, every 10 years with an attorney to make sure ten. they're doing things right. Ten. Every, like, two to three years. Yeah, so th at three times a decade at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that they're just crazy because you can get yourself in a lot of trouble, and I, I try to counsel people on that. Don't be cheap. You mm -hmm. just spend uh, – Emil says it all the time. Again, no. you know, Lake Michigan, Credit Union, Emil, we miss you this week. But Emil always says – Talk to an attorney for a thousand dollars. You're buying a three hundred thousand dollar home. Let him look over the paperwork. Right. Let him see what I missed. Let him see what the bank isn't seeing that that they look at. And uh, most of the time, I don't know if you always find something in, in a retail deal. But mm -hmm. as a as a, an attorney uh, covering me as a landlord, he's going to pick stuff out every time. Mm -hmm. And say, you know, this shouldn't be in there. This should be this should be lengthened or whatever it you is. You know, it's so interesting you say that because just recently I had a client out on the west side of the state who called me 
and they had through a friend picked up a lease uh copy of a lease and it was like 18 pages long for a residential lease it had every contingency every clause provision you could ever think of i think we talked about this Mm -hmm. at one point episode 11 right and uh yeah uh you know somewhere around the uh, 20 minutes in but the the whole idea with that lease was it was overkill and more importantly uh you know, it would kill. It would really kill a deal for a tenant. Nobody, sure. nobody, unless the tenant doesn't even read it. But at the same time, that lease didn't have anything. Reli- There's a provision that you can put in there, such as governing rules and uh, validity of a provision. Sure. So, let's say you have uh, a clause that you put in the lease that's not valid, not legal. Well, you can actually have, you know. Uh, a provision that says, look, if this isn't, uh, if this provision, one provision is not legal in the state of Michigan, it doesn't nullify all the other provisions in the lease. Right. However, you fail to put that in properly, the whole lease is invalid. Right. And so, it's an important this, paragraph. I tell people all right. the time. All the time, go see an attorney. Make sure that there's a couple paragraphs you need in your lease. Right. There's more like, than a I, couple. Can I have yours? And I'm like. Yeah. No, because right. I'm not an attorney. <laughs> right. Go talk to someone. Right. Things could have changed a week ago. I don't yeah. know. And you know what? It's all based on experience. Right. Some people want very uh, limited leases, you know, two pages long because they don't <laughs> want to be, you know, stuck, let's say, with certain responsibilities. Sure. But I will tell you that, you know, the law basically uh, already has built into it certain things that landlords must do uh, to take care of their property as well as uh, be reasonable with their tenants. You know, uh, tenants are their source of income. And so a lot, sure. of, tenant, a lot of tenants uh, you know, live fine. They have no issues. But there are a lot of le- le- abusive landlords out oh, there. Yeah. You know? And I, I will tell you that when people come in, it's usually only 10% of the people that walk in are the ones that raise their hand and say, you know what, I am tired of being trampled on. I'm tired of being abused. You know, there's 90% of the people out there haven't done one thing to challenge their landlord. But that one person that comes in, you know, that's, that's all it takes to screw up a, a landlord business you know sure. or income passive yeah, income they, business they so. might have 10 or 20 or 50 homes in the same entity because right. they haven't done the work that they probably should that's do that's all, again a whole nother show yeah but i don't i don't want you piercing one corporation be, you know for the other necessarily right. no no and, and that happens you right. know there's a lot of there can be a lot of abuse unfortunately in lower income housing there's more abuse um there's you know there's a lot of laws that actually help to regulate sure. that but um in detroit Detroit landlords are also having issues now, too. Uh, rightfully so in certain cases. Yeah, the yeah. city is stepping in and saying, you know what, you can't do this, you can't do that. you, you got to make sure your lead paint disclosures are, are done. And right. By the way, you got to remediate free. that lead paint. Right. So that can cost the landlord yeah. a lot of money. But Mayor uh, Dugan yeah. or Duggan, however the right way to say it yeah. is, uh, he just sent uh, one of his some of his lead task force to another uh, real estate organization I'm part of. And uh, the guys were there. They were officials from the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they stood up and they said, hammer us. We, we want to know what you want to know because in the room there were, there were guys and gals who owned hundreds and hundreds and th- mm-hmm. th- actually thousands of properties, uh-huh. wow. residential. So they all had questions. I, you right. know, I sat next to a guy who owns his own plane, who owns right. Detroit rentals. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, th- there were some heavy hitters in there. Sure. And, and Dugan sent those guys out there to talk. Right. And these were guys in suits, you know, they, they weren't like lead abatement guys or something. But <laughs> here's the list, here's uniforms. this. Yeah, I mean, they knew how to answer the questions. <laughs> right. And they were used to getting beat up because these guys were, I don't know if they were high level, but they were high or low level politicians. They handled themselves well, but they answered all the questions that we had. You have a lot of regulations uh, dealing with landlords, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you're going to be a landlord, you better know what they are going in. 
Uh, again, that reluctant landlord scenario. If you it's just business, pick up not a hobby. Yeah, yeah, it is a business. And it's not some, for the faint of heart. Definitely not. <laughs> no. I mean, my my first experience, I'll just share with you, my first experience with uh, being a landlord was uh, when I got a property back after eviction. These people smoked so much, and I know it said no smoking. Right. <laughs> my lease said no smoking. They smoked so much that... Um, uh, and the home, kills the, even the closets? The home was in Sturgis, Michigan. Remember I told you I had properties all over? <laughs> right. And it was in Sturgis, Michigan. When I went to get the house back, there was... The tar, it was all the whole, all the, the walls and right. the windows were all yellow. Mm -hmm. And yeah. at that time, I was much younger, and I went with somebody else, and we cleaned the house. I went through, seriously, like five big containers of those uh, brawny mm -hmm. packages that mm -hmm. you get from Costco. Costco was around them. Oh. And it was all yellow. It was the most disgusting Ugh. thing ever. By the way, when it was done, the house looked great. It was clean as hell. Sure. But, that, you know. I don't like that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to clean up after somebody else. That smells else's like bullshit. money when I walk into a house like that. Yeah, well, and, a landlord, now, and a landlord's oh. in Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was in Detroit and this home was in Sturgis. And people go, oh, Sturgis, where the bike rides are? No, Sturgis <laughs> over by How, Indiana. You know, it's got like a Walmart or something there, but uh, by Marshall, Michigan. Anyways, um, yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. Let's talk about real briefly uh, one more thing about uh, that's always a big issue in that security deposits. Oh, huge! You know, again, being a being a young twenty year old, the first thing I did was sit down you with took an your attorney. security deposits in no, pennies. No. Yes, he, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I spent a couple hundred bucks and met a guy years and years and years ago through somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody, and this was a real estate expert. And the first thing he said is, "Don't take security deposits in your bank account." You need a client trust account or, right. or an escrow account, mm -hmm. and that's the first thing you need to go do. Do you understand me? He's like, I won't even give you a lease mm -hmm. because you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. And again, like I said, I was in my early 20s, and this guy was yelling at me, and he had like scotch. This is so long ago. He had like scotch behind him. He's like, you want a scotch? I'm like, uh, no. You know, I'll take a Miller Lite. But, uh, and that was the first thing he said. And, and again, I counseled uh, all of the, the, the new guys and gals that come to, to the RIA about that. Yeah. Be careful. You know, Learn. I was going to share with uh, our listening and watching and viewing audience that um, you can give me a call uh, at 888-789-1715, or you can go on provenresource.com and reach out to me, and I will give you the synopsis of the Michigan Landlord-Tenant Relationship Act, Perfect. which gives you a lot of the, you know, it's kind of like a guideline as to how to not only be a good landlord, but also how to be a good tenant. Right, because it's called the Relationship Act. Right, but if you do things wrong, I've I've been in court defending landlords. If they do it wrong, let's let me tell you, um, you sometimes have to give double your security deposit. The, the judges are for the people, and I've I've heard because you know it, even if they're just tenants, if if it's leaning their way mm -hmm. as a, as a landlord, we're not looked at as as you know nice people all the Ju time. Well, so. judges want to do what's right and what's right. fair, but you know what? There's so much law now. Well, it's look at one of the oldest professions. In the world, is what's not, the oldest profession? Well, in the world? Yes, it, it could be landlording and then prostitution. Okay, okay, yeah. they go hand in hand. Yeah, say, pretty much. But you know, landlording is is a very old profession, sure. and there's enough codification of the laws here in Michigan that a, a judge doesn't really have to sit there and and Think give his much. own opinion. Right. He can just look to the law, and there's enough there uh, that he can make a decision just off the book. So, you know, if you're not complying. And yeah, don't don't be lazy. Don't be a jerk. Don't be cheap. If you're going to get in business, do it right. You'll spend three thousand dollars on your website, right? Yeah. But but you won't right. you won't spend five hundred dollars sitting with an attorney. To, or just to tell read. You. you know, there's enough books right. out there. There's enough websites, etc. I you know I have a site. It's called the Landlordist. 
Okay. Uh, which is not the vi- not the uh, UK show, but um, I haven't updated it recently because you know what the laws have been on the books for a long time. You don't really need to update too much. But again, if you need the book or you need sure. a um, uh, a packet, I'm happy to give it to you for free. It's not a big deal. You should know. I'd rather be uh, preventative. You know, it's prophylactic right. instead of uh, coming to me later. Sure. Although I'm happy when you come after you screw up. Yes. You know, trust me. <laughs> What do we, what do we say, Dylan, all the time? Pay me now or pay me pay later. Pay me now or pay me later. <laughs> and it's just, it's true every time. You, you're, you're better to know up front than <laughs> yeah. later on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's security deposit offsetting, like offsetting the security deposit if you don't do it right. Uh, if you are if you don't give your tenant, let's say, notice of what the damages are, you're in big trouble. Oh, big time. Yeah. So look at, we're going to, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, tenanting and landlording. Uh, this is Dave Sobel with New Radio Media, Dylan Tanaka, Nancy Phillips. And, uh, of course, our friend uh, Mule Israelov. And uh, shout-out to Lake Michigan Credit Union. We'll be back. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, PodQuesters. See you there. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. And action. Millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. In that tutu, by the way. <laughs> His name is Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, listen. You know, I I want to welcome everybody back. You know, we were just talking about you know updating the website related to mm-hmm. laws. 
Uh, I actually stand corrected. There is a new trend, of course, in being a landlord sure. and uh, dealing with the uh, landlord-tenant laws. And I don't know as much about it. You know, I, I admit it. Uh, which regards to um, what is it, marijuana? Marijuana. Tell me yeah. about that. I think it's a it's a it's a big deal, big trend. Yeah. It's it's a multi billion dollar industry. I'm right. personally not involved at all. I I know a lot of people who are, and um, I don't know the right way to to exactly say this, but I know that a judge in the last twenty or twelve months has allowed landlords to say that we don't want them to be able to tenants to be able to grow mm-hmm. marijuana. We have the right to say that now. We didn't in Michigan. I'm not really sure mm-hmm. how all that works, uh-huh. but we can put it in the lease. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if they break the lease, they breach the lease, we can get rid of them because right. we don't want that that going on. And even though it's legal, you know, everybody has their own views on it. I just I feel like anything that could bring uh, negativity to a property I own, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, if they're breaking the law or well, if they're it's Somebody illegal. Could, I mean, now it's legal, but for certain purposes. But if you're doing illegal activity, that's a provision usually right. in the lease. If I you're just think conducting illegal activity. It could bring activity. unsavory characters around, right. too. Oh, certainly. Possibly. So um, I think that's a big deal. David and I both have a couple different connections, you know, in, not, in that industry. Not to marijuana. <laughs> no, just who are in the industry. And I think <laughs> right. we'll do a show on that because no, I it's, can a, call, it's right. booming business right, right. now. Oh, sure. And Excuse. I think a lot of people want to know about it. Um, you know, I was going to share with you, you know, I know this is our last segment, but mm-hmm. um, a trick. Uh, is a, being a landlord and actually having a good lease is to be as specific as possible as what's prohibited with regards to uh, residency or occupancy of that property. I'm not saying that you should have a list a mile long that, you know, all the do's and don'ts. Sure. But um, one of the issues that comes up frequently is where you'll have a tenant who, after they sign the lease, and it's supposed to be just them and, let's say, their spouse or what have you or their immediate family, uh, all of a sudden, you have like the clampets moving. Sure. You have everybody moving it. Yes. So, uh, this kind of says a lot to where I, some of my properties were. But I used to actually have a provision in my lease that said there was no working on cars. Uh, yeah. So and no parking cars. Expand on, on, lawn, expand on that on a little the lawn. bit. Let, yeah. Let's say that I want to put that in my lease yeah. and say that I don't want anyone working on vehicles in in the front. You know, in the yeah. fr- in front of the home. Right. right. So you and you what if they kind of had some of the same properties I had? How, oh, I still do. So so what happens if they do? Well, would the court say you can't tell someone they can't do that? Well, you know. If they're doing an oil change on your the front of your property, I mean the oil is hazardous. Uh, okay, the oil can stain the the driveway. Sure, and the answer is yes. I okay. mean that's a pro, you know provision in your lease that they agreed. It's just an, a contract. Okay. I agree not to do these items. Um, so you could say you could only have one refrigerator necessarily, even? You could. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know if you want to be that specific. No, I'm but, not trying to be silly, but I'm but just saying. Have I've, I've had, yeah, porch. I've had folks ask me that. Could, like I, a refrigerator you know. on the front porch? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. I, I think that would go to um, the condition, overall condition of the home, a reflection of the quality of the property. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can put stuff in there. Um, I, I would always put, like, it's just like pets. No more than one pet. Right. Um, if you if you have a pet, you know you have to pay a, a pet security deposit within thirty days from the day that you get that pet. Can you make that non refundable? Yeah. Okay. I, I uh, the pet security deposit you can. Yes. Okay. The pet security For, deposit. What you do is you put it towards carpet cleaning. You know, um, as a tenant, I was a tenant when I was a young man. Young man. Uh, you know, coming out of grad school, my wife and I we rented from uh, these landlords that a couple in Cleveland Heights. They were excellent landlords. Uh, I knew where I stood every day, you know, because the lease was so specific. And I never had an issue with these people. They were wonderful landlords. They took really nice care of the property. But they did tell me, 
you know, you can't have pets. Mm-hmm. So we actually, when when we got the dog, you know, the the uh, obligatory dog that a young couple gets, sure. yeah. I had to take that dog for an interview with my landlord. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, he did pretty good, but uh, the land the dog stayed. We ended up leaving. Sure. You, know? so. you put a little bow tie on him. Yeah. <laughs> Look how nice he is. No, but they were really good. But they did have certain uh, provisions that we had to abide by. Right. And if we didn't, we had problems. Like, we couldn't park. One of the items was we couldn't park the car in certain areas of this driveway. Because you were near the, the, the school and it was that kind of a town? or No, they didn't like the look of my car. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, but, uh, you know, so you can put this stuff in a lease, but just being specific about uh, who's occupying the property. You can't discriminate against family members. You know, we're a family. Uh, you'll you'll be taken to court. Oh, uh, sure. Fair, fair you can't define laws. family. Right. That's right. You can't even define family That's now. correct. But you can say, look, anybody who's non-related, uh, who's moving in, I need to know. Right. And um, and if you, you know, don't let me know, essentially you're in breach of the lease. That's correct. Okay. Right. Those things can usually be cured or corrected or, you know, you buy a little money. We're, we're only going to use that as a landlord if we're trying to get rid of a trouble tenant. Mm-hmm. If they're mm-hmm. paying, fine. We, we're not going to care so much if they're not destroying the property also. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's no way that we can get through a whole show uh, and cover everything there is to, uh, with regards to being a landlord or being a tenant. Uh, but there's so many resources online. Uh, of course, you can get that information from provenresource.com mm-hmm. or call us at 888-789-1715 to, you know, if you want to get some of the Certainly. documents. To get free leases, um, you know, you can go online and get a free lease. I'll tell you, you better read it before you use it. Say, are you right. really recommending that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, you know me yeah, and leases. But how did they get in touch with you, Dylan? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, if you want to learn from, from real landlords who are doing real right. business here in southeast Michigan, you can go to www.riaofmacomb.com. That's R-E-I-A of Macomb.com. Get hooked up with, with me and my whole crew. and right. Good mentors over there. Absolutely. Very Great group instructive. Great. Very informative. Yeah, I mean, this is a good session, I think. Absolutely. You know, it's great I, to be back. Thank you. Yeah, for thank you very much, back. Nancy, for we'll joining us. We'll see you next us. month. Yeah, I hope so. Next month. Well, next month. <laughs> no, we'll be back next week. We're going to try and get one of those pot attorneys. Right. Pot attorneys online. And uh, tell us more about landlording and marijuana. Sure, Mar- making money. Okay. Yeah, making money. That's what it's all about. Real Estate Realities, Dave Sobel, Nancy Phillips, Dylan Tanaka, uh, Emil Israeloff, and Lake Michigan Credit Union. Thanks and have a great day. Have a great weekend.